Welcome to another episode of Hey Mama. We're in season two now, and I am joined by a lovely, beautiful guest, uh, Anne Whitaker. Anne Whitaker is a color and image consultant. And can you sort of explain exactly what that means? Okay, so basically, I teach women and men, but mainly women, how to look good, how to shop with confidence, how to know what actually suits them. So getting them in the right color shading. So it's not whether you can wear pink or blue or green or purple. Everyone can wear all of those colors. It's just the shading of. And if you wear the wrong one, you can look tired, drawn, sick, ill, all the stuff we don't want to look. I found that super interesting when I first met you um, because I know that I have struggled for a long time knowing what colors suit me, what patterns suit me, um, and yeah. whether I'm uh, like it does really matter what you put on um, to to affect your mood. Like I know it definitely affects my mood and how I feel. Uh, so can you tell me a little bit about how you got into that? Okay, so I just say what you said, it, it's massive. And as mums, you know, we're busy, we're stretched thin, we're, we're tired when you've got- are open. You're tired. <laughs> if you can look at yourself in a mirror and not hate the way you look, you know, it makes a big difference. And sometimes it's just a case of, you know, grabbing a t-shirt that's in a colour that works for you as opposed to one that doesn't. So so how did I get into it? I have my own colours and image done. So 22 years ago, it sounds really scary when I say that now. Um, I was working in London and everybody looked normal in the office. London's a bit like Melbourne. It's black, black, grey, black and black, especially in corporate. Right. And one of the girls walked in wearing a bright red dress suit and looked phenomenal. She was a 40 plus normal looking lady. She wasn't a 20 plus supermodel. Yeah, she looked amazing. So I ran across the room. Well, it was about five of us ran across the room. We're like, what do you do? What do you do? What do you do? And she had her <laughs> colors done. And she was kind enough to let us know that, not just say I felt like a change. And she was also kind enough to say, and I go see this person. So it changed my life, basically. I went from not having a clue that what was working, I used to have a bit of everything in my wardrobe to having a real focus where this is what works for me. And if I deviate from what works for me, I don't look as good. And if I stay on track, I look great. Yeah, beautiful. I love um, how you said that she was just a, a normal looking woman and then she just did something different and she just yeah. put on this red outfit and then basically owned it, right? She was a, yeah, I would guess she was probably a size 14, 16. You know, she was a nice lady, but she was no one that you would have gone, oh my gosh, I need to stop in the street and look at her before. Yeah. Just changing, she was wearing a lot of black and just changing in. She, so she would have been what I call a spring. Um, and just changing into that bright red was like, oh, wow. That, then you wanted to go and go, you look amazing. Fantastic. And so what makes up Anne? Why, is, why do you do... Um, why, why do you think it's so passionate, like it's a passion of yours, clearly, I can see yeah. it in the way that you talk, um, and then, uh, and your background, you've got all your beautiful clothes and colours there as well, you live, breathe it. Yeah. Um, what makes up Anne and, and why do you do what you do? I do, my, do what I do because it changed my life. So, like I said, I went along, I didn't know what suited me, I had lots of everything in my wardrobe, I used to hate shopping. I could walk down Oxford Street, which was the biggest shopping street in the world in those days, and just be overwhelmed and come back with nothing. And it was just too much. 
I didn't know what worked. So I didn't have any guidelines or framework and it was just too much choice out there. So it really narrowed it down for me and I looked good in it. That was the other thing. I could see in the mirror that I looked really bad in the wrong colors and I looked really good in the right colors. And, Can I, relate. Like, ah. yeah. and I didn't like the colors that liked me. So I always stress that to people. It's not necessarily the color that likes you. It's the, but it's the color that likes you, not necessarily the color that you like. But it changed my life. I went from not having a clue to going, I feel really confident in my appearance. I was the person that would have you know, 16 outfits on before I went out of the door. You know, and I was single until I was 40. So it yep. was stressful. And all of a sudden I could go, well, that looks great on me. I'll buy that. And it was easy. So it gave me a whole load of self-confidence. So that's why I do what I do. That's a big one. So you want to, without putting words in your mouth, you want to then um, help women and mums and um, do the same. Yeah, basically, there's a whole load of people. Now, there's some people out there that are really confident in their appearance, and that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. But there's a whole load of people that are stuck, that don't know what suits them. I mean, I had a lady in today. She kind of realized that black wasn't suiting her. She defaulted to navy, and she suddenly realized she had a whole wardrobe full of navy and no color. But yeah. she didn't know what worked for her, so she didn't know what to buy. So it was too hard. It was overwhelming. It was difficult. I can relate to that because I do default into black as well. <laughs> so many people do. And, you know, I know you all think it's slimming, but it's not slimming on the wrong person. It actually will make you look bigger. Yeah. You know, it doesn't suit everybody. It puts about 10 years on my face, all that stuff. Yeah. So um, you're a mum yourself. You said you were yeah. single until you were 40. Yeah. And then when did you become a mum? I was 41. <laughs> it was and all how happened that very quickly. And how was that for you? Uh, stressful, probably. And so I always had my own, well, had my own businesses for quite a lot of that time. I lived in those days. I lived in Tanzania, so I'm English, but I actually lived in Africa. Um, so I moved countries. I met my husband in Tanzania, but he lived in South Africa, so he was in and out on work. So it also involved moving countries. So I moved over. So I got married on the twenty. So I moved, left Tanzania on the 26th of June. I got married on the 3rd of July and Cameron came um, slightly premi on the 26th of August. Wow. So was I had a that... massive life change. Yeah, so how was that life change for you? Stressful. <laughs> um, I don't think you realize, well, one, having a premi baby, nobody realizes, I think, how much it just takes out of you. Cam wasn't badly premi, it was 36 weeks, but he tried to come at 30 weeks and he had 14 days, 13 days in ICU. Um, but you're moving into a new country. I didn't know anyone, basically. So I had a new baby and not knowing anybody apart from my husband. Mm. Kind of knew my husband's sister and I had one person that I knew from Tanzania who actually was, was quite close by. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a curveball. It's a complete readjustment. And I think when you're an older mum, it's a bigger readjustment because you've already lived your life on your terms. Yeah. When you're a younger mum, you maybe haven't lived that time of this is me and this is what I do. And you know, also there's a thing that needs feeding. And <laughs> yeah. And then, so how did you feel at that time when you became a new mum and um, in a new country and a new wife as well? And mm. But you already had, like you said, you already had your own life and you'd um, already been, you know, uh, sort of had your own habits and your own lifestyle and all that kind of yeah. thing. That, that was just 
was that a massive transformation? And how did that affect you? Huge transformation. And I was still trying to work, run a business in Tanzania as well. It was a huge transformation, but at the same time, I was so grateful for myself. Mm. Yeah, when you fall, I, and I felt very, I was one of very fortunate people. So if anyone is battling or thinking that they've got past it, I was one of the people I just fell pregnant. I was really, really, really fortunate. And I always, I'm very well aware of that. You know, my son is an absolute blessing. So it is possible it can all change at 40. So when I hit 40, I was single. I was living in Tanzania and there was nobody on the scene. I was I, I thought I'm never going to have a child. You know, I probably will have a partner, but it was none of it was there. And by 41, I was married, living in South Africa with a baby. Wow. <laughs> Actually, no, I was pregnant at 41. I had a baby a month later. <laughs> Yeah, so life can change really fast for people. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And um, so did you do the colour consulting uh, qualification, I suppose, before or after you became a mum? Before. Before. So okay. my son's just coming up to 13. He'll be 13 two weeks' time. Um, yeah. I've been a colour consultant for 15 years. So I already had all those skills, um, but I also had an event management business in Tanzania, which was my main business over there. The colors was just an add-in that I just loved doing. When yeah. we moved here, the colors were my main business. Well, if you count not being a mum as being a business, um, but that was my main business. And I now have added in skincare and bra fitting and the active wear. Because my whole thing is about making women feel great and giving them tools that work. So they're all things that I love and I've just incorporated them in. And when you tried to, uh, you know, become a new mum and um, do the business as well, how how would you say that you managed all of those? <laughs> it was difficult to. <laughs> Actually, being a new mum wasn't too bad because when they're really young, they sleep. Mm, this is true. It was harder yeah. as... Bubble, yeah. Didn't, saying that I did have the non-sleeping version of a child. Yep. So my son, we ended up co-sleeping with him because he did not sleep. I just couldn't do that putting down and leaving them. It wasn't me. Yep. Um, so we co-slept because it was the only way my child slept. Because <laughs> yep. if he was next to me. And you got to do what's best for you yeah. and, and your life. Yeah. Exactly. And I totally believe that, you know, we're all on our own journey as mums. So some will breastfeed, some won't breastfeed, some will co-sleep, some will do the, the, you know, sleep training. It's okay. You just got to do what helps you and your baby, obviously. <laughs> So your um, sleep deprivation was one of the challenges. Can you talk about any other challenges that you had? A sleep deprivation was a challenge for years. Cameron didn't sleep for the first three years of his life. It was very odd. Um, I think just managing it, it, you know, it's very overwhelming. I didn't, I also came from a background with no brothers, no sisters, no nieces. No, I didn't know what a small baby was. They were <laughs> like an alien species to me. So it wasn't like, but it wasn't like I babysat a lot or I looked after people's kids. You know, I think if you're in that, that community where your sister's got kids, you know, as long as you're near her or close to her, and friends have got kids, you see them, you're around them, you kind of understand what a baby does. This was literally like somebody just giving me something that I'd never met before. Yeah. So and, foreign. Yeah. yeah. Hospital helped. You know, so although, you know, being in ICU was very stressful, they actually, I got some training on what to do with a baby. <laughs> As opposed to being out of hospital after a day, 
yeah. was something that I really didn't know. So in some ways it was a blessing, but it was just a difficult situation, obviously. And um, what about you and your husband? Uh, you know, you were newlyweds, but then you were also new parents. New parents, new everything. Yeah, um, so how was that for you guys? It was actually okay because we were, in a way, because we were newlyweds, we still loved each other. Um, so yeah, I think you made it work. Interesting, yeah. And again, we were in that lovey-dovey stage, right? Yeah, but we weren't in a routine either. You know, it wasn't something that we had to change a routine. The yeah. baby became our routine because it was so new. Okay. You know, and I, I believe the babies are portable. You know, there comes a point where they're not about two and a half. He wasn't portable any longer. But yeah, you know, when he was really little, we would take him out. So if we wanted to go to a restaurant, baby would come too. Mm-hmm. And in South Africa, that's very acceptable. Yeah. So we just made Cameron part of our lives. And um, you were you at the time of your colour and stylish consultation. Um, you're actually in recovery from TB and pneumonia. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that was that was before Bub. Yeah. And uh, so, how did you manage to come out of that and recover from that? And and do you still have um, health issues from that? If you'd asked me six months ago, I'd have said no. But so now that I do. <laughs> So, um, so until six months ago, it was fine. You had um, well, I wasn't aware there was problems. So let's put it that way. Um, TB is really yucky. TB and pneumonia is lucky. Yucky. It's six months worth of drugs. So I was exceedingly ill. Um, but again, I've got to be grateful for it because if I hadn't been ill, I wouldn't have ended up in the London office to see colours. Now, all that cycle changed, and I would probably wouldn't have left the job I was in, even if I'd been in the London office or something, because I wouldn't have realised, it wouldn't have been a, I need to change my life. What was your job? What was your job before that? So I ran a petroleum company in Tanzania, in Zanzibar actually. So we were the sole supplier of petroleum to the islands, and I was government liaison, everything liaison basically. I was general dog's body. (laughs) And I worked myself to the bone. I literally worked myself to the bone. I worked with London that was about three, four hours time difference. So I'd do my normal hours, but I'd still be getting phone calls at seven, eight o'clock at night because it was middle of the afternoon in London. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I literally was working, I exhausted myself, which was why I would have been susceptible to being ill. Um, yeah. I took the six months drugs, changed my life a bit. Still have a How did you change your life? I left the job. So I left the job. The lifestyle factors. Two years later, a year later, wasn't that long, yeah. So it did make a big difference to that. I changed, definitely changed job because of it. Um, but then having the colours just, so there was a gap between me having my colours done and me training to be a colour consultant. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I had my had TB, was in the UK, had my colours done, loved it. It changed my life, personally, my, my confidence. Left that job, started another job. Then had the event management business, and then six years after I had my first had my colours, that's new when I changed completely. And, went and in between those times of leaving that job and getting sick, and then changing jobs and changing careers and everything like that, did you have any relapses in terms of pneumonia and TB and all that kind of thing? It was just sort of like a I've recovered now on a straight run. Six six months of drugs, exhaustion for a long time. Mm-hmm. Six months of drugs, and that was it. Uh, but yeah, like. Said, and recently we've realised there's some damage to my lungs and I have got some health issues at the moment. 
Yeah. And, and so when you when you had Bub, um, mm. nothing sort of flared up then either with the sleep deprivation. What were what? How did you sort of manage that sleep deprivation? Number one was um, like co-sleeping that worked for you. Do you think that that was the biggest thing? Yeah, definitely. What other, what other tools did you put in place or strategies um, did you put in place? I wasn't working that much. So because I'd moved, already moved to South Africa, I was yeah. consulting to my own business, but I wasn't in the day-to-day stuff. So it could be done online. So like I said, when he was asleep, if he was asleep, which was normally mm. on me, I could be working. I wasn't physically yeah. going to somebody. I wasn't yeah, going yeah. to a job. So yeah. that made a really big difference because then when my baby was awake, I could be with baby and my baby was asleep because I sleep a lot when they're really young. Yeah. I could be getting on with things. Um, Cameron mm. came everywhere with but me. But you didn't overstretch yourself, would you say? You didn't overstretch I yourself didn't with the... I didn't need to because I'd already... Yeah. Extra... Yeah. It wasn't pressure. I pulled myself out of that job. I was doing it more on my terms then because I'd moved to South Africa. Yeah. I wasn't yeah, in the day-to-day... This has to be done by me today. Somebody yes. else was doing more of that stuff. So I was I was working when I wanted to. Um, yeah, I was really fortunate. So I didn't technically have to go to work. So if I was doing I work think... at, at 10 o'clock at night, it didn't matter. Yes. And, and I think maybe because you'd done all these life lessons and you'd gotten um, unwell before and you, um, I think that that having a baby older could have helped you uh, take the pressure off yourself and um, not have to and you're concerned. I think having my own business made it, it made a big difference you know when you work for yourself you do burn yourself out more but you can do it almost again when you choose more so it doesn't yeah. mean to say you work less you probably work more by having your own business but oh, you, you, you do choose but you the never times of it a bit more yeah yeah, yes, so. that's right. You've got the flexibility and the freedom. Yeah. And uh, tell me a little bit about uh, how you got to South Africa. So you said you you said you were from England, right? Yeah, from England. So I've worked all over the world. I worked in casinos for, for eight years, which took me to the yeah. Bahamas, and it took me to Tanzania. I then stayed in Tanzania for 15 years doing various jobs. I ran a car rental, I ran the petroleum company for seven years, I did outdoor advertising, and then I had my own event management business. My husband, I met at a networking event. He was from South Africa. Yeah. I had a, a, I worked for myself, so I could choose in a way where I wanted to work. Mm. He couldn't come up to me, but I could go down to him. When you meet somebody, Mr. Wright, and you're 40, you think about those things. Oh, absolutely. And and so where did you grow up though? England. Yeah. I was in England until I was 21. Okay. Yeah. And what kind of, what was your lifestyle like uh, there? So you talk about self-confidence that you didn't have enough, uh, you didn't have a lot of self-confidence. Yeah. So I, I came from, well, how do I explain this? Um, yeah, I came from an abu- abusive family basically. Mm-hmm. So I was abused as a child, so probably not the greatest childhood. But again, you deal with what you deal with. I don't actually remember most of my childhood. Yep. So I probably don't remember anything from eight downwards. Very, very minimal. I think those are memories that I've put together from pictures rather than memory memories. Um, but again, you get on, you do things. Yeah. And that's something I like to tell people that because one there's a lot more of it than we expect 
I, I encounter a lot of people that have been through abuse. But two, we can change our own lives. We absolutely 100% can change our destiny and we can change our children's destiny. We don't have to be stuck in the cycle of, this is what's happened to me. We can choose and change. And I'm really, I wasn't aware of why I was changing. I left, I left the country to change, technically. <laughs> you know, but you know, I've got a happy marriage. I've got most gorgeous son. I've got a successful business. I get to do what I love every single day and I get to help women who are like me find something better or people who are just looking in general. You know, it doesn't have to be they've been through that background. There's a whole load of reasons why women don't know what suits them or lack confidence. Um, but sometimes it's just being able to see something different and colours are great for that. You see yourself differently than you might have done before. It opens up possibility. I think what you said before uh, was so, so powerful and I, I'm definitely going to use it in the clips when I, when I release this is that um, it doesn't matter what happens to you when you're younger or what happens to you, you don't have to let it define you and that you can actually change yourself uh, and instead of using it as a crutch or an excuse, yes. you can become Absolutely. aware of it and then you can you have the power to change something that you don't like it. It's a decision. Yeah. You know, and it might be, it can be a really hard decision, don't get me wrong. Mm. But we do not have to live in whatever, we don't have to live in a job that we hate. We don't have to live in a marriage that we hate. We don't have to let a divorce, you know, or anything define us. We can choose. We've all seen amazing people make decisions and choose. It's a choice. Doesn't mean to say they don't hurt. Oh, yes, absolutely. And that's what I wanted to um, actually ask you. What pivotal moment do you think or moments, experiences, um, and when did you make that decision that I'm not going to let what happened to me define me? Hmm. I think for a long time I wasn't aware really of what had happened to me. Um, like I said, I don't remember a lot of it. I now know it's true. And I've got classic profile of somebody who was abused. Um, I think it's just just comes this is just a time where you can't stay there you can't can't be miserable because life's too short mm. so would you say at 21 at 21 you were like okay i'm gonna get the hell out of here and i got i just took it i took the opportunity to go and do something amazing i don't think it was a get it it was consciously getting out of there mm -hmm. um probably one of the times i would probably have been more conscious it was actually leaving the bahamas so Bahamas was amazing, it was incredible, you know, it was a stunning place to live. But I found myself towards my end of my time, which was three and a half years, really, 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 really depressed. Like, really bad. Wow. And it was a case of, I need to get out of here. This isn't working for me any longer, I need to move. So I went back to England. I didn't know what I was going to do particularly, but I went back to England. I think that's the thing I've been able to do all along is make a decision to go. So when I went to Bahamas, I took a job. I worked on the principle I had a passport and I had a credit card. Not necessarily money, a credit card. But it really was bad, I could have left. You know, what was the worst that could have happened? I ended up having to wrap a plane ticket up on credit card. You know, there's always a job. It might not be a job you want to do, but I could have gone back to England, I could have worked in bars. I'd worked in bars before. I could have made ends meet. And again, I didn't have a family to think about. But, you know, right now, there's a ton of cleaning jobs going. I don't want to do it. But if needs be, I could. 
if that oh, was yeah. a choice yeah. that I wanted to leave my relationship or something, it would be a way to do it. There's always a choice. There's always, there's always a way around something. It's just seeing it and it's being open to looking at it. Yeah. And not staying where it's it's sort of comfortable or... Yeah. Um, yeah. I was very comfortable apart from I was very miserable. You know, yeah. Yeah. I want to know why, why, what made you um, start to get so depressed in the Bahamas? I don't really know. Uh, one of my best friends left. Okay. Probably that. I don't know. It just suddenly wasn't the place to be for me any longer. So yeah. right. it's time to leave. So I did. Over. The time, yeah, the sun had set on your time. And likewise, I mean, Tanzania. I went to Tanzania because I was offered a job there. I wasn't particularly looking for it, but I went, I'll go for six months, do a safari see how it goes worst case i've got a credit card i've got a passport hate it i can get myself out of here i ended up spending 15 and a half years but the only reason i left was i met my hubby and he wasn't there Tell me. <laughs> it's fascinating so if you could tell oh i mean you've you've already like gave me some amazing insight um and some uh, great tools and and strategies and mindset really um, for this episode today. If, um, if women want to know where they can get, find out more about what you do, where yeah. can they find you? So find me on Facebook. I love Facebook. Okay. So you're a big Facebook. <laughs> I'm much more Facebook than Insta. I have an Insta profile, but it's not my passion. Uh, they can find me on Facebook. I've got a business page, which is Anne Whitaker Official. It comes up as Anne Whitaker Style and Beauty, but if you just type in Anne Whitaker, Whitaker Official, it'll come. Um, they can find me personally. I'm always open to chat to people. And they've also got a website, which is www.annwhitaker. So it's A-N-N, there's no E on my name, and then W-H-I-T-A-K-E-R.com.au. Okay, perfect. And I'll uh, add those links when this is, uh, when the podcast episode is up. And I just want to say thank you so much for coming on the podcast and having a chat and and opening up about your world, Um, not only what you do, but a little bit about you and why you do what you do. And that just um, helps mums, you know, realize that that you're real and we all have our struggles and we all have our, our challenges, but we also have our strengths. Yeah, no one's wow. perfect. And just on the colour thing, go and play. Tell people to go. Well, I'll tell people. Go and play with colour. Try different colour t-shirts on without makeup on, and just see because some of them will without wear. makeup on. That's without interesting. makeup on. You don't have to go out wearing them. Yeah, but, yeah, but, but in the mirror. Yeah, in the mirror. So when I'm working with people, I take their hair hair colour away from them. So if they've got colour in their hair, I'll take the hair away from them, and without makeup, because I need people in the raw state not what they've done to themselves. Yeah. And then I put different colored drapes on them, different colored scarves, and then watch the reaction of the face. In the right colors, they're gonna look even skin tone. They're gonna look a bit like they've been airbrushed. And in the wrong colors, dark circles come out, lines of wrinkles come out, pigmentation comes out, the yucky stuff. <laughs> to play, because if you're exhausted with bub, and you're wearing a color that is gonna drain you, that isn't suiting you, you will look and feel more exhausted. If you're exhausted with bub, but you're wearing a top colour, one that actually radiates and makes you look well and healthy, you won't feel as exhausted, you won't look as exhausted. You know, it doesn't have to be that it's something for a work suit or anything like that. 
Yeah, it's really great advice and um, you really need, you really seem to know your stuff. So if 15 years, I'd hope so by now. Yeah, I really recommend it, Mamas. So if you need um, to find out your colors, look and Whitaker up. And thank you very much. Pleasure. All right. Take care. Thank you. Thanks for listening to another episode of Hey Mama. You can find all the relevant links, including socials, in the description section of this podcast. If you want to find out more information about how I can help you build your best body after babies, then visit my website, www.thefitmummethod.com for more info. Lastly, before you leave here today, if you've enjoyed listening, then please subscribe and share so you can help me to reach out to those mamas that also need to listen to.